Kathleen Carnally here. We are getting back to our study today in James. We're going to be picking it up in James chapter 5, starting in verse 9. So go grab your Bible, a pencil, a notebook, and I'll open us in song. We serve a God who won't forsake us. No. We serve a God who says he can. We serve a God who is able, the great I am, the great I am, yeah. So give us a heart to be grateful, help us Lord, for things that we don't understand, yeah. For you are good and you are faithful. So we will stand, we will stand Cause higher, God your ways are higher And we know they're greater than our own and Stronger, God your strength is stronger Stronger than we ever could have Refine us, sanctify us, Holy Spirit, burn inside us, all for your glory, Lord. Fire, refine us, sanctify us, Holy Spirit, purify us. All for your glory, Lord. Yeah, all for your glory, Lord. Lord, let your refining fire try us, sanctify us, make us more like you, Jesus. Teach us your patience. May we continue to walk in faith with our eyes fixed on you, Lord, for you will never leave us or forsake us. Teach us again today in your word through the power of your Holy Spirit. And we give you the glory and praise forever. In Jesus' name, amen. So open your Bibles to James chapter 5, and we will pick it up in verse 9. Grudge not one against another, brethren, lest ye be condemned. Behold, the judge standeth before the door. Wow, so Literally, as I'm reading this verse right now, the Lord is just giving me some fresh revelation. As I read, behold, the judge standeth before the door. I was just reminded of that verse in Revelation where Jesus says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. And if anyone hear my voice and open the door, I will come in to him and will sup with him and he with me. So the Lord is literally showing me right now the connection between these two. There is one door. And our sin up until Jesus is what separated us from God. But when he paid the price for our sin, he became that door for us. The question is, is what side of the door are we going to meet him on? When we open the door and allow him to come in, on this side of the door, he is savior. He is redeemer. He is friend. He is deliverer. He is father. But on this side of the door, he is judge. 
And like it says here, behold, the judge stands at the door. And then I saw that many will not open that door and let him in. But there is coming a day when that door will open regardless, because we are all going to see Jesus face to face. So either we open it now and let him come in now, or that day will come when that door will open and we will step into his courts where he is the judge. Like it says here, behold, the judge standeth before the door. There's only two sides to that door. One side of forgiveness, one side of judgment. He is Lord on either side. The question is for every soul in this world, will we have that door open and allow him to rule and reign in our lives now? Or will we keep it shut, rule our own lives, and then meet him one day as judge? Don't lock him out. He says, behold, I stand at the door and I knock. And he's knocking right now. Open the door. For he made the way for you and for me. So going back to James chapter 5, verse 9, he says, grudge not one against another. So he's saying, don't hold grudges because you don't want to be condemned yourself. Live on the side of the door of mercy and grace, not on the side of judgment. And what James is saying directly lines up with the teachings of Jesus, where he says in Matthew chapter 7, verse 2, For with what judgment ye judge, ye shall be judged. And with what measure ye meet, or what measurement you use on others, it shall be measured to you again. So these are the words of Jesus, which is why James is warning us that unforgiveness is a very dangerous thing. And we can't allow it to have place in our hearts or in our lives. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 6, starting in verse 14, For if ye forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if ye forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Jesus literally gave his life while we were yet sinners, while we were at enmity with God. He chose to forgive us and pay the wages for our sin. So that transaction of debt paid could take place. So he could show us mercy. The least we can do if Christ truly dwells in our hearts through faith is to have mercy toward others, especially when it's not deserved because we didn't deserve it either. Hebrews chapter 12, starting in verse 14, says, Follow peace with all men, and holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. Looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. You can't get away from the seriousness of this issue of bitterness, unforgiveness, holding grudges. This is a type of judgment, the type of judgment that Jesus warns us against. Going back to James, I'm reminded that he brought this up in chapter 2, verse 13. He says, For he shall have judgment without mercy that hath showed no mercy, for mercy rejoiceth against judgment. And thank God it does for our sake. May we bestow that same grace on others. And let me be clear. If someone has hurt or abused you, 
Having mercy on someone doesn't mean that you're saying it was ever okay, nor does it necessarily give them access back into your life. That's not always appropriate. Forgiveness is a heart condition of you releasing them to God, who ultimately is their judge and will judge righteously. Just make sure you stay on this side of the door with Jesus, full of grace, mercy. Because just like we already read, when we stand on this side of the door of judgment with others, we will find ourselves standing on this side of the door with judgment before God. May we not harden our hearts. May we stay soft, moldable, forgiven, and forgiving. And forgiveness doesn't always mean that things can just go back to being the way that they were before the offense happened. But it's deciding you're not going to hold on to that grudge or judgment and refusing to bring it into your future. Forgiveness will allow you to let go and let God. Because that burden is a weight that you were never meant to carry. And when you free someone else, you are truly freeing yourself. James chapter 5 verse 10 says, Take my brethren, the prophets, who have spoken in the name of the Lord for an example of suffering, affliction, and of patience. Such a reminder that when you truly live for God, it's not necessarily going to be an easier path. In fact, Jesus promised us that we would experience tribulation in this world. He says in John chapter 16, verse 33, these things I have spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation. But be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. So no matter what you experience here in this life, there is coming a day when he is going to make all things right. And it so helps to remember those that have been faithful and have gone before us who have suffered affliction, like it says, and have been patient. Remember how we talked last week, how we always see tribulation preceding patience. And we see it here again. Moving on to verse 11, James says, Behold, we count them happy which endure. The word endure means to suffer patiently, to last without giving up or giving in. James chapter 1 verse 12 says, Blessed is the man that endureth temptation. For when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. And we see over in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 5, But watch thou in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, make full proof of thy ministry. Endure afflictions, endure temptations. We are called to watch, be aware of the times, and endure. Continuing in verse 11, James says, Ye have heard of the patience of Job. If you've read the book of Job, you know what he went through. And here it says how you've heard of the patience of Job. There are two ways that we can respond when going through hardship. When we take it in the flesh, we become worn out. We can't sustain. It's too much. We fall apart. But when we walk in the Spirit, the trying of our faith produces patience because of that fruit of the Spirit in our lives. We grow. We become stronger in our faith. We're more like Jesus. Continuing on, 
you have heard the patience of Job and have seen the end of the Lord. Meaning, by Job's example, you have seen the end result of what faithfulness to God looks like. That the Lord is very pitiful and of tender mercy. So may we live with the door of our hearts and lives open that the God of love, grace, and mercy would dwell with us and in us. Not in judgment, for He restores and He repairs He mends, He fixes the broken, He redeems, and He makes all things new.